For the record, this is an agreed upon disposition with discussion off the record in chambers. It's my understanding that the uh, defense was not going to agree to Caltrans and that the people were agreeing to graffiti removal. Is that correct? Yes, Your Honor. So the offer was jail or... The 70-year-old woman had hung up her clothes and her backpack and was taking a shower in a gym locker room when another woman, four decades her junior and a Playboy playmate, took her picture. That was a crime, a misdemeanor under the California Penal Code. What happened after that, the online posting of the photo with the caption, if I can't unsee this, then you can't either, that wasn't a crime then, but it soon could be. The city of Los Angeles case against 30-year-old Danny Mathers was settled with Mathers sentenced to clean up graffiti, to pay restitution, and to spend three years on probation. She's gone on television to apologize and to talk about the work she's lost and the shaming she's getting on social media. But what about the victim? She was contacted by Los Angeles police after the gym realized who she was, but city attorney Mike Feuer has pledged that her identity will remain a secret. He's talked at length with her, and here's what he can say about her. You've spoken with the victim in this case. Tell me about her. Well, I spoke to her myself a day or two after the conclusion of the Mathers case. And I I wanted to get a sense from her directly what she was feeling at that moment. And it was a very poignant conversation. She's been humiliated. Uh, you know, she's relieved that she didn't have to endure a trial and testify, uh, but she was willing to do so. Um, but she she wishes the whole this whole chapter, this painful chapter, would close. The impact of the photograph being taken and disseminated, and what that's meant to her, as well as what it's meant to her that Ms. Mathers be accountable for what she did. What has the impact been on this lady? She has used the word that it has been humiliating for her. Uh, And there's nothing that I think exemplifies that more than this. When the outcome of this case was being reached, the uh, the discussion, uh, the topic of restitution came up, uh, and she sought restitution of $60. And people wanted to know afterwards why. And the answer is she had to buy a new backpack because the photograph depicted her in the shower, her backpack was hanging there, and it was a way people could identify her. She had to replace that with another backpack. Why does that matter? Because the impact of this incident is irreparable, and it causes harm that will reverberate on and on. Body shaming is inhumane, and it, it tears down the victim's self-respect. It has devastating consequences. It stigmatizes victims. And I think there's no question that in this case, the invasion of the her privacy, of the victim's privacy here, compounded by the dissemination of the photo that was taken, uh, has had what will be I hope, a, a, a dissipating impact over time, but certainly a severe impact now. I mean, this is this is an individual who had the courage to come forward uh, and was prepared to testify, to endure a trial. She cooperated throughout the preparation of this case, 
But you might imagine she wanted nothing more than to try to turn the page in her life. And one thing that appears to be the case now is that Ms. Mathers is attempting to portray herself as the victim. I had lost my privacy after taking privacy from somebody else. She is not the victim. She's the perpetrator. For everybody, anybody who has been the victim of an invasion of privacy, for anybody who has uh, felt the pain of what it means to be body shamed, uh, we need to refocus our attention on how important it is that we prevent there being future victims. My intention was to reply to the conversation I was having with my friend. I know the difference between right and wrong, and I chose wrong. Ms. Mathers says that she didn't intend to widely disseminate the photo. Uh, that ignores the fact that she invaded another woman's privacy by taking a nude photo of her in a gym. And then, of course, when she took the photo, uh, she added a cruel caption to it before she sent it out. I saw Ms. Mathers on uh, a Good Morning America. She claims that she's tried to contact the victim. I, I presume to apologize. I will share with you, that surprises the victim, who told me that she's unaware of any attempt by Ms. Mathers to reach out to her. So I think, again, the, the focus of our attention needs to be on the fact that invading people's privacy and body shaming is so deeply injurious to the most basic levels of self-respect that one should have. And think today about the trans kid who is you know, struggling with their identity. Uh, think about members of the LGBT community. Think about disabled people. We are hearing more and more in the media about how horrific body shaming can be for its victim. And I, I hope that this case deters people from engaging in that kind of behavior in the future because it is so deeply harmful. The underlying crime we prosecuted was the invasion of privacy associated with the taking of the photograph of another woman in a gym without that person's permission. The fact that she chose to share the photograph with anyone else, again, while not violating any law at that time, was itself an act that was potentially harmful to uh, the subject of the photograph. To hide out at my mother's house at age 30 because of something I've done, it just felt really low. Miss Mathers said that because of this, she's now had to hide out at her mother's house. It felt really low. So here is the internet that spread that original photograph around that now seems to be exacting or demanding punishment of the woman who took it. Here she's the perpetrator. If, if there are consequences, there are consequences. The way a perpetrator feels is uh, of lesser significance to me right now. And she said she's gotten death threats, and those are criminal. Well, no one, no one should have to endure that. Let's agree. Of course, of course, that's way beyond the pale here, and and no one. Uh, I, well, we should all condemn that. But again, this case should be about protecting vulnerable people, assuring they have private spaces that are truly private spaces, assuring that no one is going to humiliate them because of the way they look. How was the sentence arrived at? The term, the community service, really misstates what's going on here. This is community labor. Uh, this is not a glamorous star turn someplace. This is 
you know, erasing graffiti on the street. And I think that combined with restitution, combined with the probationary terms here, which, you know, are fairly extensive, taken together is an appropriate sentence. And I do think that the outcome of this case and the legislation will be a deterrent to others. When I first became aware of this case, it was striking to me that the taking of the photo was a crime, but that the subsequent dissemination of it was not. Oh. And and that gap in law is uh, a gap we are trying to close right now. I've sponsored a bill that is uh, being authored by uh, Senator Galciani. It has passed the state Senate. And what that bill would do is penalize the distribution of a photo that invades a person's privacy this way. The bill would penalize that distribution in addition to providing for a penalty, a monetary penalty, it would also provide restitution to enable the victim to obtain whatever assistance is necessary to remove the photo from the Internet, uh, which, as, as you might imagine, in this day and age with social media being so prevalent, is especially important. I wonder whether in any discussions your office had with the victim, whether she realized that this has become the case, that she's become the symbol of this kind of outrageous invasion, illegal invasion. When we talked, I said to her that the, the courage that she's displayed here will have meaningful impact on preventing anybody else from being victimized in the future, both because of the case itself and because this case is the catalyst for the legislation. Uh, she's, she's very modest, very humble about that, and uh, tried to disclaim any credit that she might have for having what it takes to have seen this through. Is there, do you think, a generational difference in what privacy means to one age group, perhaps? And is that why the law seems to you to be necessary? What it means to have private space has never been more important. I think the expectation that we have of where we can be private at some point shouldn't have to evolve. We should be able to have our private spaces. Certainly, taking a shower in a gym, was one is in a shower in a gym, that, that has to be thought of as a private space. And I think all of us in our, our society are struggling with those, the emerging questions about whether we need to be rethinking where we can expect to have true privacy. That's a shame. As oriented as I am to the importance of the public space and engaging each other to try to improve our common life, it's got to be possible to retreat from that and have a space where no one else is allowed. And I think that technology is challenging that every day. In California, some criminal laws bear the names of the victims. Chelsea's law, um, Marcy's law. This is one that won't. No, in this case, that will never happen because the anonymity of the victim here is extremely important and, and something that I have pledged my, personally to her to maintain. We shouldn't expect of, of her anything more than what she's already given. Michael Fewer, always a pleasure to talk to you. You too, Pat. Thank you so much. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's edited by Todd G. Levin and engineered by Levin and Tim French. 
The audio is from ABC and from TMZ. I am Pat Morrison.